Shabbat Shalom, Body of Messiah. Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's laws and commandments. We pray that your week was a blessed one. We pray that on this day of rest, you are full of joy, full of peace, and that as always, we all are growing and increasing in our understanding of Yahweh's instructions, Yahweh's law, Yahweh's word, Yahweh's laws and commandments. Today, we want to talk about the Middle East. And we want to look at some things in the scriptures concerning what is going on in the in the Middle East and today we're going to talk about the Amalekites or Amalek and we, we all know the verse in 1st Samuel chapter 15 Yahweh tells King Saul to go to the Amalekites and to destroy everything about them, whether it's children, whether it's men, women, girls, boys, even their animals. And seeing that used to puzzle me. I understand about why the enemy, the humans, had to be destroyed, but why the animals? And in my study, one of the things that I've learned, I learned, is according to Jewish tradition, that they believe the Amalekites were sorcerers, and that they could disguise themselves as animals. And so that would give me an insight into why Yahweh had the animals destroyed. That's what his instruction was. And we know that Saul did not totally obey Yahweh. He kept the king alive. He kept the best of the animals alive. And before the prophet Samuel could come and cut off the head of the king, it is revealed through Jewish tradition that Amalek impregnated an individual and that his lineage continued unbeknownst to the prophet Samuel. And when you put all these things together, you get the understanding of why Yahweh said to go and to destroy anything and everything concerning the Amalekites. And we're going to study the scriptures and to get an understanding why and how 
the Amalekites and some other important uh, names that we're going to go over, not today, but we're going to go over is the lineage of Esau, the lineage of Ishmael, Ishmael, the Arab nations, the Palestinian nations, and why they have always had such, not every single one of them, but as a whole, they've had such a hatred for the land of Israel and the people that lived and were promised the land of Israel. You go way back and you see that they were constantly trying to claim the land that Yah promised Israel for themselves. And there is much that the scriptures has to say about those um, lands and those people, the Edomites and Esau and, and how it plays out in today's world and what Ezekiel has to say about it through Yahweh prophesying what Obadiah, the book of Obadiah, even though it's only one chapter, has to say about it and other things. And once <clears throat> you get just a little bit of this understanding, when you read these chapters, you then can understand who Yahweh is speaking to, why He is saying what He is saying, and the, all these mysteries that maybe have been covered up for generations, Yahweh has been starting to remove the blinders so that we can see. Now, Yahweh loves the sanctity of life unless you hate and attack His people, then you become an enemy. And see, many in all nations that are supporting Hamas, that are supporting and excited over and rejoicing over the attacks on Israel, you're going to see biblically that they are Edomites and what Yahweh has promised would happen to them in the last days. So I would be so very careful of what you say with your mouth and the actions you take and even if you disagree with Israel and you, you, you look at it just from a human standpoint, you think of innocent people that are suffering and dying, and yes, we are to have compassion, and Israel is having compassion to the best of their ability in a time of war, much more than the Russians did with Ukraine. And you will understand 
why <clears throat> these attacks have to take place because the Amalekites, the Edomites, those are Esau and Ishmael, which are, you know, <clears throat> Ishmael represents war, thievery, attacks, and the works of the flesh, where Jacob or Israel represents the promise. And they're, they're two opposing nations, and they're two opposing spiritual forces, and only one is going to triumph, and that is the nation of Israel, because the Creator of the earth, the Most High, the Almighty, Yahweh, has declared it to be so. And so... That's pretty much over the next few weeks things we're going to talk about. So let's just get into Amalek or the Amalekites. So we need to ask ourselves what makes the Amalekites or Amalek so evil. So if we look in Exodus chapter 17 and verse 8, it says, Amalek came and fought with Yisrael at Rephidim, I might not be pronouncing that properly, R-E-P-H-I-D-I-M. All right, that's what the scripture says. Now, we're going to understand when we read Deuteronomy that they attacked the elderly and those that were lagging behind on the journey out of Egypt they attacked the weak ones. And that is exactly what Hamas did. Okay, the attack perpetrated by Hamas terrorists on October 7th of 2023 proved to the world what Israel has known, what Israel has known for many years. That Hamas and the terrorists who perpetrate evil against Israel and her citizens are modern-day Amalekites. What do we exactly mean by Amalekites? We can... Well, let me start this. As they traveled through the wilderness, Israel... Following their liberation from Egypt's slavery, the Israelites faced an unexpected attack by the Amalekites near Rephidim. Moses, their leader, directed Joshua to lead the Israelite forces into battle against the Amalekites. And you remember that when Moses' arms were held up, then Israel prospered and overcame the Amalekites. When they got heavy and his arms went down, then the Amalekites were conquering. But then Aaron and Hur came and held up 
both of Moses' arms and the staff and gave their support, their support to keep his hands raised until sunset. Now, when you and I pray, when you and I declare and decree and prophesy and, <clears throat> and pray whatever Yahweh has us pray for Israel, that Yahweh would protect Israel, that Yahweh would cause Israel to triumph, that Yahweh would give Israel the victory, that Yahweh would surround Israel like a shield, we are, in fact, being like Aaron and her prophetically. Hallelujah. And we are helping them to overcome as they do the battle in the natural and as those that are part of Israel do the battle in the spiritual. Ultimately, the Israelites emerged victorious against the Amalekites and they will always emerge victorious against the haters of Israel, against terrorists, against those that attack the people of Israel and the land of Israel and try to take from Israel what rightfully belongs to Israel and that is the land. Yahweh declared an everlasting conflict with the nation of Amalek, vowing to, quote, utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And you can read that in Exodus chapter 17, verse 14. So Yahweh prophesies. Yahweh declares. Yahweh decrees that he will utterly and eventually blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven or anyone else that will function through the spirit of the Amalekites and attack and war against the people and nation of Israel. Hallelujah! So what was the sin of the Amalekites? What exactly did the Amalekites do that caused Yahweh to wage war against them for all time? And we said this a little bit ago. First, they were the first to attack Israel after they left Egypt. And you can read that in Exodus 17, verses 8 through 16. So I would pause this teaching if you haven't <clears throat> read that those scriptures and then just read them. And you will see why and what the sin of the Amalekites were and why Yahweh said He's going to be eternally at war with them. And then we will find out later on that he will totally eradicate 
all these pagan nations, terrorist nations from off the face of the earth, wherever they may be, if you are in support of Hamas, Palestine, um, any other Ishmael, Esau, pagan nation that hates Israel, that does not support Israel. Now that doesn't mean everything that the government of Israel d does is 100% accurate because they're human and they can make mistakes. But nonetheless, we need to support them. We need to pray for them. We need to seek Yahweh to order their steps in the way that He would have them to go. And Yahweh promised that he would eradicate the Amalekites. And you can find that many of the descendants in these terrorist organizations are connected to the Amalekites, Esau, Ishmael, Edom, Edomites, and all these other pagan, Muslim, false deity worshiping nations that hate Israel. Now, you may live in these nations, but you don't hate Israel. You are for Israel. Israel's been good to you. Israel's blessed you. Well, this doesn't, you're not, you won't come under this quote-unquote curse. But if you hate Israel, if you are against Israel, if you are cursing Israel, if you are speaking evil against Israel, then you will come under the Amalekite curse. Then secondly, it says they attacked all the stragglers in the rear. Deuteronomy 25 verse 18. They attacked all the stragglers in the rear. Here we can turn there real quickly and read Deuteronomy 25. And see, this gives you understanding why Yahweh said to Saul to wipe out and destroy all the Amalekites. 25:18, it says, or verse 17. Remember what Amalek did to you, Israel, by the way, as you came forth out of Egypt how he met you on the way and attacked your back. All the feeble ones in the rear when you were faint and weary. And he did not fear Elohim. That's Amalek. Or Yahweh. He did not fear Yahweh. And it shall be when Yahweh gives you rest from all your enemies all around in the land which Yahweh is giving you as an inheritance to possess it. As an inheritance to possess it. The land of Israel, the land of Canaan, belongs to Israel as an inheritance to possess it. You shall blot out the remembrance of Amalek 
from under the heavens, you shall not forget. You can read some cross references, Deuteronomy 7.1 and Nehemiah 13 and verse number 1 or just read the whole chapter. The attack by the Amalekites, Amalekites sorry, was seen as an act of defiance against Yahweh who had picked the Israelites Yahweh had picked the Israelites to be his chosen nation and obey his laws he hasn't picked any other nation not even America he has picked Israel to obey to to be his chosen nation and to obey his laws now you might be living in America, you might be living in Iran, you might be living in the Caribbean, you might be living in Ukraine, you might be living in Russia, and you follow Yahweh. You seek to live according to Yahweh's laws and commandments. You're part of Israel. You've been grafted into Israel, whether you are a native-born Israelite or... You are grafted in through the blood of the Passover lamb, Yahshua HaMashiach. Alright? So, Israelites are Yahweh's chosen people. That has nothing to do with skin color. You can be black, you can be white, you can be Native American Indian, you could be India Indian, you could be Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, you can be whatever color of skin Yahweh gave you when you follow Yahweh's laws and commandments, when you've accepted and received them as His instructions and received Yahshua, you are grafted in to the tree of Israel. Furthermore, it ruined the opportunity for Yahweh to be known and recognized, meaning the attack by Amalek and the Amalekites, they ruined the opportunity for Yahweh to be known and recognized as by everyone on earth as the one and true Most High, Almighty, Elohim, Creator of heaven and earth, you know, because there were so many pagan deities, so many gods and goddesses, after Yahweh delivered Israel out of Egyptian bondage, it was known throughout that land that Yahweh, He was the Almighty. He was the Most High. He was the mighty one of mighty ones. And by doing this, Amalek defied that revelation. And so then doubt and unbelief came. In the words of a Torah scholar of the 20th century, Quote, mankind as a whole might have taken a great step forward 
and acknowledge the sovereignty of Yahweh as the Elohim of justice and truth. But then along came Amalek. Unrestrained by the dread and awe that kept all the nations of the world in check, jumped, as it were, to use uh, an expression into the boiling cauldron, what was there to fear? So they stopped fearing Yahweh. They were wandering in the wilderness, weary and struggling, meaning Israel. Why should they not be attacked and spoiled? This is the way of the world. They pounce on the weak. In this manner, the moment of awe at the mighty hand of Yahweh passed away, and the atmosphere of astonishment at his miracles evaporated. The world returned to the idols, the pagan idols of Canaan and all the other ites, and the opportunity had been lost, and who was responsible? Amalek. While the rest of the world was still in awe and fear of Yahweh following the Exodus, Amalek attacked, ruining the pristine image that everyone had of Yahweh at that time. Their brazen attack was not only an attack against the people of Israel, but against the Elohim of Israel, Yahweh. And Yahweh holds this against them for eternity. Furthermore, the way they went about the attack was immoral, just like Hamas. You know, when people were sleeping, they attacked in the early morning, they brutally murdered children and women and the elderly and young people, and they, they kidnapped many. The Israelites themselves were tired and weary, and they attacked the old and the weak at the back of the camp. As a result of their actions, Yahweh declared that he would have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Exodus 17:16. This has become a theological concept known as the doctrine of Amalek. It's also been known as the curse of Amalek. And is used to explain why Yahweh chooses to punish certain peoples or nations for their sins. This doctrine is seen in many other instances throughout the scriptures, such as when Yahweh commanded the Israelites to wipe out the Canaanites in Deuteronomy chapter 7. And he said, show them no mercy. So who are the Amalekites in the Bible? The nation of Amalek descended from Abraham. Its founder being the grandson of Esau. Remember? You said we are going to talk about Esau. So Esau and Amalek, or the Amalekites, 
are connected. Amalek was the son of Eliphaz, the son of Esau, and Eliphaz concubine Timnah. Genesis 36, verse 12. According to the sages, Timnah was a princess who tried to convert to Judaism or become part of Israel, but had been rejected by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. She replied that she would rather be a handmaiden to the dregs of this nation than to be a mistress of another nation, and therefore married Eliphaz to punish the patriarchs for the affront they had made her. She was made the mother of Amalek, which would cause Israel much distress. The first king, Saul, was commanded by the prophet, and we talked about that, to wipe out everything um, concerning the Amalekites. Now, something that's very interesting, all right, as we said that Agag, Agag sired a child who kept Amalek's lineage alive. One of this child's descendants was Haman. Remember in the book of Ruth where he wanted to wipe out all of Israel. But Yahweh didn't let that happen. Just like he's not going to let anything or anyone wipe out the people or nation of Israel, even though many in the government of Israel, many living in the land of Israel, are not following Yahweh's laws and commandments the way they should. That does not remove them from the lineage and from the promises of being part of Israel. As the Apostle Paul said, that his prayer is that all Israel would be saved. Alright? So we need to understand that. What did Yahweh say about the Amalekites? And, you know, we, we talked about that, Deuteronomy 25, verses 17 through 19. The Amalekites lived to the south of the land of Israel in what is known as Negev, N-E-G-E-V, desert. The Israelites are specifically commanded to blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven once they have taken possession of the promised land that Israel, even modern Israel today, is commanded to wipe out anyone that is living in their nation that is warring against them, that hates them. Alright? That's what Deuteronomy 7 said. That's what Deuteronomy 25, 17 through 19 and we cannot look at this from a, a human perspective. We need to understand that Yahweh is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. Those that were enemies of Israel are still enemies of Israel. 
that which was commanded of Israel is still commanded of Israel. You know, we, we have to, we cannot just think about the humanitarian crisis. Yes, it's terrible that many are suffering that are innocent. And yes, those people should be taken care of. But the Amalekites, Esau, the terrorists, are using those people as shields, are living in amongst them that you don't know which one is for Israel and which one isn't. And so the enemy has to be eradicated. And that is, that is sad news for the innocent. All right? In, the, in Israel, the Amalekites have always represented and are considered Esau, the Amalekites, Ishmael, Muslim nations, Arabs, and all those nations around them have always been considered a symbol of evil. Why? They've always tried to eradicate and eliminate Israel from off the face of the earth. And they will never be successful. Yes, they may eradicate or remove and destroy and murder and kill and rape a certain percentage. But Yahweh is an Elohim of vengeance. He is an Elohim of jealousy. And He will not He will not permit that to continue. He will awaken Israel and on October 7th, the Lion of Israel has been awakened. And she is now roaring from Zion. With the wrath and the fierceness of Almighty Yahweh. And you and I need to be in support of that. All right, let me just look at my notes today. Now the next question you might ask is, do the Amalekites still exist today? That could be a challenging question. From a physical standpoint, there may not be too many still alive. But... From a spiritual standpoint, they are still alive. Anybody that is anti-Israel, you are connected to the Amalekites, to Ishmael, to Esau. And when you read the book of Obadiah, and you read... Ezekiel chapters 34, 35, and 36, you will see that Yahweh will have no mercy on you unless you repent 
ahead of time. Yahweh will execute His vengeance upon anyone that is anti-Israel, that is against Yahweh's instructions, Yahweh's laws and commandments, as well as against the people and the land of Israel. And we talked about that in a previous teaching. The story of the Amalekites, or the biblical truths and readings that I would encourage you to do, because this is just, you know, a taste to cause you to research it, think about it, pray about it, examine yourself and your actions according to Yahweh's instructions. It is a powerful reminder of the enduring struggle between good and evil, between faith and defiance, between being of Israel and being anti-Israel, anti-Yahweh, anti-Yahshua, anti-the commandments, anti the seventh day biblical Sabbath, anti the feast days, anti Yah's and Yah's son's name, and everything else that is in the Torah and in Yahweh's instructions and Yahshua's instructions, that if you are defiant, rebellious against them, this is a, a story, for lack of a better word, and a powerful reminder of what will take place at some point in your life. And we need to confront and overcome those who seek to harm the righteous, who seek to harm physical Israel, who seek to harm people of Israel as well as innocent people, children, women, that because they're, they are of Israel, because they love Yahweh, because they keep Yahweh's laws and commandments, We need to overcome those that are against Israel, whether it's in the physical or in the spiritual. Right now, the, the physical army of Israel is dealing with those that are against the physical people of Israel in a physical sense. And they will triumphant they will be victorious by the power of Yahweh's name. And then there is those that are against those that are spiritual Israel. People that might listen to your YouTube teachings or your shares on Facebook or your witness and they say evil things about you. They speak negatively about you. They use witchcraft assignments against you. We need to stand against them and we need to be alert. 
We need to keep our battle armor on. We need to realize that we are fighting spiritual forces of darkness. And we need to be clothed with Yahweh's spiritual armor and to continue declaring that He is a wall of fire round about us, that He is our shield and a shield surrounds you. It builds a supernatural hedge round about you. And we need to build that in our families, in our nations, in our cities, in our, in our, in our land, over the people of Yahweh, over the people of righteousness, over the people that seek to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. The lessons from this ancient conflict continue to resonate in the modern world, highlighting the importance of upholding the principles of goodness and defending against the forces that would sow evil and discord, whether those forces are in the natural, like what happened in America on 9-11. America defended and attacked those forces. They backed off when our governments were changed and they need, they're, they're now back on the offensive. They're back in the alert mode. They're back doing what they need to be doing. And prayerfully, the next administration will take it to another level. And each administration after that, continually battling for our nation and the nations of the world to be restored to Yahweh's laws and commandments, to be people of Israel, and to support whether in the physical or in the spiritual, financial as well, the people of Israel and the land of Israel. And we need to always battle against the forces that would sow evil and discord, that would say evil and discord things against the land of Israel. Now I've read many posts by Torah believers, and some of them are sowing discord in the body of Torah against the land of Israel and against people that are living in Israel. Now many of them are doing it ignorantly. Hopefully all of them are doing it ignorantly. And like the old saying we were taught as children, if you don't have anything good to say, keep silent. Why? Death and life are in the power of your tongue, and you will eat the fruit thereof. What you say and how you say it will have a corresponding response. So we need to be alert concerning the words we say, concerning things we think, 
And we need to make sure that what we say lines up with the Torah. And the Torah says that the land of Canaan or Israel belongs to Israel. It's never changed. Even though many people that are living there today are not living according to Yahweh's laws and commandments. It doesn't change the fact that the land was promised to them. And so we need to be praying for them. That Yahweh would put a hook in their jaw and bring them back to Torah. Bring them back, not to a religious system, but to live according to Yahweh's laws and commandments. That He would write as he promised in Ezekiel 36, his statutes, his laws and commandments upon their heart, and that they would follow him, not just in words, but in their everyday lifestyle. And so, Father, we just thank you for this teaching. We thank you for the enlightenment that you shared with me, taught me that I am now trying to communicate to the body of Messiah and to the world. And Father, I pray that if I said anything that is not accurate, that it would just fall by the wayside and perish. But I also pray that the, that which I've said that is in line with your Torah that it would produce a hundredfold return, that it would go into all the world and penetrate people's hearts, and that the eyes of their understanding would be open concerning who the modern-day Amalekites are, who Esau is, who Ishmael is, and, to, and who all the Arab Muslim nations are, and who the terrorists are. And Father, we pray that you... You would expose them wherever they are hiding. And you would remove them. You would either change their heart or physically remove them. And Father, we thank you that your power is at work for the nation of Israel, for the people of Israel, and for the land of Israel. And we thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against the land of Israel, the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, will prosper. And every word spoken in condemnation Every word spoken ignorantly, every word spoken critically, every word spoken not by your spirit, that those words would be renounced, destroyed, and have no effect, Father. And Father, we pray for the innocent. We pray for those that are for Israel, that you would be a shield around them, that you would build a supernatural hedge round about them, wherever they may live, whatever nation they may be living in.
They are your people. And we thank you, Father, for them. And we bless them by the power of your name. Something I want to share with you real quickly, as if I can do anything real quickly, spiritually speaking, but concerning the tithe and tithing, something I read in my Hebrew Roots Bible about tithing, that the person that put all the notes in that Bible shared this concerning the tithe, that there is those that believe Yahweh's laws and commandments, those that have been called out of the pagan nations and the pagan world system of religion and Christianity and every other other false religion is about 10%, is about the tithe of the nations of the world. And to me, that was just... I said, yeah, because there isn't that many people that live according to Yahweh's laws and commandments. There isn't that many people that are truly set apart. There isn't that many people that have defied the world system and its evil and political correctness. It's a small portion, like 10% compared to 90%. And so, I pray that you are one of them. I pray that you are set apart. What did the Apostle Paul say in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through the end of the, the chapter? That we would not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers and that we would be set apart and that Yahweh then would be our Father and we would be His children. Well, I pray this teaching inspired you, blessed you, encouraged you. I pray that your week would be a week of rest. And remember, Yahweh has built a hedge all around you and no weapon formed against you, shall prosper. If you want to connect with us, we have a website, YahwehYahshuaAssembly.com, or you can connect with us on one of our Facebook groups after the same name, Facebook page, or you can connect with me, Mark Pulley, and, and stay in tune. I encourage you to subscribe. I encourage you to hit the like button. And I, I teach and I share what Yahweh gives me when He gives it to me. Sometimes it's two, three times a week. Sometimes it's once a week. Sometimes during the week I say nothing. Why? Because Yahweh hasn't said anything to me to share. So I try to speak only what I believe is a what thus saith Yahweh. So be blessed. Be filled with His peace. And overcome, conquer triumph, prosper, be in health by the power of Yahweh's name.